Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth, the inimitable and unique discussion of contemporary issues in import and in irritation. Hey friends, my subject today is chat GPT. I ran that intro, that 10 second intro through chat GPT and asked it to improve it. And here's what it said. Welcome to the uncomfortable truth, a one of a kind discussion platform that tackles contemporary issues with both importance and provocation. Our aim is to provide a space where difficult and challenging topics can be openly and honestly discussed without shying away from the uncomfortable truths that may arise. We believe that facing these uncomfortable truths is crucial for personal growth and societal progress, and we invite you to join us on this journey of enlightenment and discovery. So my three lines became 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 lines. That's the improvement, and it certainly wasn't my voice, and it certainly wasn't my, as they say, authenticity. But this is the problem with chat GPT. A guy on the internet actually said, arguing with me, of course, that uh, once the software learns your authenticity, it can replicate it. That's a paradox. That's an oxymoron. That is something learned my authenticity. Now, remember Y2K and crypto and a host of other things? You know, the bandwagons roll on. With Y2K, everybody drank that Kool-Aid and planes were going to fall from the sky and cars were going to blow up and banking accounts would be lost and so forth. Crypto, of course, was the great new investment, and people would make a fortune, until, of course, they didn't. In consulting, it's no different. We've had time and motion studies, management by wandering around, one-minute management, open book management, re-engineering, holacracy, and so forth and so on. And all had their day like the pet rock and the hula hoop, and they departed. So now we have AI, and we believe that ChatGPT will take over writing for us. Are we really better off? Now that people can no longer do math in their heads, you ever watch a cashier in a supermarket or a coffee shop? So we should extend that to not doing grammar in our heads either? I can see simplifying instructions and condensing explanations. We just got a new landline phone. You know, we always keep a landline phone just in case. It has wireless handsets around the house. But it came with a 30-page instruction book. Now, if they put that through ChatGPT and gave me a few pages, that would be much more helpful. However, if it did the same thing it did with my introduction to the uncomfortable truth today, there would be 60 pages. I can see the chaos uh, now, by the way, in dissertations and in term papers and so forth, when all these things are homogenized and everybody's work looks alike. On a whim, I asked uh, ChatGPT to improve on this opening, four score and seven years ago. And it changed it to 87 years ago. Somehow, I don't think 87 years ago is the same as four score and seven years ago. And I think that we have to keep in mind that ChatGPT comes with advantages and comes with disadvantages. And I don't think that AI or ChatGPT is going to take over the world. I remember not too long ago that we visited a prosciutto plant. That's the Italian. You might think of it as prosciutto. 
And one of the two largest prosciutto processing plants in the country happens to be, guess where? In Rhode Island. And they were proud of the fact they had spent multi-millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, automating the place. And they had two kinds of robotics, two kinds of AI. <clears throat> One were what they called simple robots, which took these sides of whatever you call them of prosciutto, perhaps stacked 70 high on these automated moving platforms. And there were thousands of these things. Uh, and they would move them from place to place as the stuff aged. And they couldn't process it further and sell it till it aged to a certain degree. And this was all automated. And so, uh, you know, after a year or nine months or 18 months, whatever, this stuff was moved. And then they had a smart AI, which were robots that moved around and did things like uh, preliminary cutting and moving of pieces being processed from one place to another. And I said to our uh, escort, uh, one of the owners, uh, you have a lot of workers here doing the finer work, making fine cuts of the meat. Uh, don't they get in the way of the robots and vice versa? It's a no-no. Uh, artificial intelligence is such that the robots sense when there's a human being near it, uh, near them, and uh, consequently they stop until the, uh, the object, uh, the blockage is cleared away. And after he said that, about a minute later, a robot bumped into a person. No damage was done. But come on. And so uh, it's interesting. That's prosciutto. But what about our minds? You know, what, How do we use ChatGPT? Well, like anything else, I think we use it intelligently where it most helps us. But we don't accept it as the be all and end all. We don't accept it, you know, as some kind of magic future. Here's another little trick I played. Uh, I gave a ChatGPT the Gettysburg Address. I mean, arguably one of the great speeches of all time delivered in about two minutes. And I'm going to read you uh, Lincoln's first uh, two paragraphs here. Fourscore and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. Here's chat GPT asked to improve it. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, founded in liberty and dedicated to the principle that all men are created equal. Today we find ourselves embroiled in a great civil war, which will determine whether our nation, conceived and founded on those principles, can long endure. We stand on the battlefield where so many gave their lives for the cause of liberty, and it is our duty to dedicate a portion of this sacred ground as their final resting place, and it is fitting and proper that we do so. Now, I substituted the four score uh, and seven here because uh, I already went over the 87 years, but uh, ChatGPT basically didn't improve anything. It did replicate it, but it used much more common words. And if I went through the rest of the address, you would find the same thing, and it's simply not as stirring. So... I think this is very appropriate for those things that we don't need to have as stirring, like instructions and like <clears throat> directions. And all that makes a lot of sense. Some people say that this will replace Google someday. I don't know. Who cares? But I do know that we tend to jump on bandwagons, don't we? You know, Y2K, we were going to have planes fall down from the skies and our televisions stop working and crypto is going to be the great investment of the future. These things I've alluded to. And we tend to do this. 
but we don't look at things critically enough. We simply blindly accept them because enough people become rabid about them that they tend to drive other people who want to be next in line to try it and not miss out on the action. And I think personally that what we should be striving for in this day and age is more uniqueness, not more homogenation. We should be looking at people who use creativity and innovation and new approaches and not people who want to conform to given approaches just because it seems to be easier and less work. In fact, one of the things that I think drives a lot of people, whether on social media, a very primitive AI in my view, or a device such as ChatGPT, is that they simply want a more facile, complacent life. They don't want to think hard. They certainly don't want to work hard. And so that's why there are so many people who call themselves ABD, which stands for All But Dissertation. And they complete the classwork for their PhDs, but they don't get around to finishing the dissertation because the classwork, my friends, is really easy and often it's fun. The dissertation is hard. Mine was rejected. I had to do it over. And they don't want that pain. They get that far. Sometimes I know a guy who's taken six years. They get that far. But then the, the aspect and the threat of the work gets them down. And so what we don't need is more people who can't do math in their heads, more people who can't figure out the tip at dinner. They've stopped teaching cursive writing in a lot of schools. How do you make out a check? Now, you might tell me, oh, there's no need for checks anymore. Everything will be electronic. You and I know that's both, not only is that not true, but what about writing a thank you letter on a piece of stationery instead of sending a piece of impersonal email to people? And so we need to learn certain things and to perpetuate certain things, even though the myth might be that technology will make it easier and we just don't have to work as hard. I'll tell you something. I have more work when I leave spell check turned on than I have when I turn it off because spell check is such a pain in the ass and it makes so many mistakes that I have to go back and correct that I'm better off with turning it off and just proofing the work myself. And it doesn't know grammar as well as I know grammar. I've got news for you. So, whether it's yourself or your kids or your colleagues, I would suggest that ChatGPT be used in its proper place, just like a calculator can be used in its proper place. But if you're at a store and you need to make change, do you take out a calculator and do it or can you figure it out in your head? Grammar is more important and writing is even more important. So you want to create a resume, you want a new job, they're all going to look the same unless you use some uniqueness. Just listen to the introduction to this uncomfortable truth, me versus ChatGPT, and ask yourself, to whom would you rather be listening? If it's ChatGPT, good luck. I won't see you next time. But otherwise, I will here on The Uncomfortable Truth. Thank you for listening. Take care. You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.